Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Marnie, I just want to give you a little heads up uh, so that you don't hate Christian and I because we are not being sensitive towards what is going on in the world right now. The episode that you're about to listen to was recorded a few weeks ago. So, you know, curtain drawn back and you know our little tricks now, but um, we recorded these before anything was happening in the world. So just know that we're not being totally insensitive and totally blind to what's going on in the world. We know that it's an extremely pressing and surreal time right now. And we want each of you to be safe, but we also want you to be entertained and armed for when all of this is over because dating is still happening. We just saw tons of articles that saying that people are going onto their apps, app usage is surging, and people are going on and trying to date even though they can't be close to each other. So this information that we're sharing with you, please try to tweak it a little bit so that you can use it for modern times. All right, I'll let you listen to the show now. If you guys have been listening to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism. Maybe some jokes you are not a fan of, or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way, I've come a long way from that cynical gal, and I'm doing amazing things helping guys get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with. Like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills, and those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see, and that's me, Kristen. And I'm at kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, kristenandchill.com. Charm more than just her socks off. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Kurt back on our show. And Kurt is sharing with us everything he has learned from online dating. He's just a regular person, not an expert, but he has been on many, many, many dates over the past year of his life. And he's going to be sharing everything he has learned, the good, the bad, and the ugly, which will help put your mind at ease. All right, so keep listening. Hey, welcome. 
Welcome back to the Ask Women podcast. I hope you guys are all staying sane. I hope this episode helps you stay sane. Maybe drives you a little more crazy. Who knows? But I'm your host, Kristen. The latter. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm your host, Kristen Carney. And of course, with me is Marnie Kinress. And we have a returning guest on the show who was a listener at one point, but and was on the show last year or two years ago, but since then has gone on insane amounts of dates, racked up a bunch, probably including a, a few STDs, which is a good thing. It's a, you know, that's a problem <laughs> you want to have sometimes, right? So Kurt, hey, thanks for coming back on the show. I can't wait to hear what you're going to tell us about these dates. Oh, thanks for having me back. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure to be on the podcast. Can you remind people just who you are and what your background is and just tell people a little bit about you? Definitely. Yeah. So I'm 29 years old. I've been living in Pasadena, California for about five years. And about a year ago or so, I just wanted to take it upon myself to set a goal of uh, just starting to date and meet different women. I knew I lived in a big city, so I wanted to take advantage of that. And uh, it's kind of funny, just things I've learned to the experiences. And I like listening to your podcast and I thought this would be a great outlet for it. So now I'm here. Amazing. And so were you struggling to meet women? Is that Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a had a pretty crazy work schedule and it was really tough to um schedule dates and also just meet people in general. And I was lucky enough to get out of that job and it opened up my schedule a little bit. So um I wanted to take advantage of that time. And also I put the effort in. I think for a long time, I thought it was just going to happen without me doing anything. And um, mm -hmm. after a long time of nothing happening, I figured uh, I'm going to have to put in some effort. And uh, well, once you, I can started... Can you tell us what that means? I want to hear what effort actually means. Yeah. So well, what I did was I took advantage of the online dating apps. And I kind of figured that it would be moving more towards that in general, because I feel like more and more of um, at least the younger generation is moving more towards the dating apps. So I wanted to take advantage of that. So I was mostly on Hinge and Bumble. And I remember a joke Kristen had a while ago. You said Tinder was like uh, shopping at Ross, but for dating ah, apps. Yep. That's mm -hmm. such a... <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> so I did a little bit of Tinder, but I had the most luck with Hinge because with Hinge, you can actually send them a message and that helps a lot. Uh, whereas Bumble, you have to wait for them to respond. So that doesn't help on the guy's side. But uh, yeah, that's what I was doing. You know what I don't like about Bumble is that it puts women even more on a pedestal. And and I hate that because it gives women, I feel like, an, an unfair advantage that they don't have to work as much for the guys. And, you know, I know as a woman, you might say, well, because we get so many messages on places like Tinder, the Ralphs or the, the Ross or Ralphs <laughs> of dating apps, it doesn't start you guys at an equal playing field. So the guy immediately is looking up at the woman, whereas I feel like people should look eye to eye. So I'm not a huge fan of Bumble, but it's not a bad option compared to something like Tinder sometimes. Right, hmm. right. Interesting. I would think that it would actually be... I understand how you can like, get into that headspace of like, I'm the selector and I can choose who I talk to and don't have to work so hard and just say hi. But at the same time, does it not put a bit of that stress that most men feel constantly that you have to initiate conversation? Or is it literally like, I can pick whoever I choose? Do you not feel a little bit of the other side of that fear for what... I'm asking Christian actually. So do you not feel, oh. that, feel that fear at all? No, I don't think there's any fear in dating apps. The thing is, 
you no, weed for, pe- for Bumble, as I was saying, because you have to initiate. You're the one who has to go first. Well, the thing is, you weed people out by swiping right or left. So as a woman, most likely you're actually swiping right on the people that you're willing to talk to. So if mm-hmm. you swipe right on a guy on Tinder and he talks to you, it's because you gave him the invitation by swiping right. So it's not like you're just getting messages from thousands of men that have never even matched with you. So you already have to have that barrier in place. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it just seems like an unnecessary step. What I think is Bumble needed an edge or needed something different compared to Tinder. And that's what they went with. And then they kind of hid behind this like, well, it gives the woman the the choice of who she wants to talk to. But it's like, yeah, they have the choice when they swipe right on who they want to talk to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, Kurt, let's get back to you because we don't want to hear Christian talking. What? <laughs> just crazy. All right, continue with your story of you went online, you were, you were using these apps. Were you seeing success? And is that what the effort was that you were referring to? Just like literally getting on them and making the effort to use them? Yeah, definitely. So what I would say is for anybody out there that really wants to get serious about dating, actually wants to have results, what I did was I made it a point to make it a part of my routine. So like you can kind of think about like brushing teeth, like a lot of people don't want to brush their teeth if it, you know, it's a, uh, it's a nuisance, but if yeah, you it is it, a nuisance. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you usually talk about brushing teeth. So my point is I would do it like maybe 20 to 15 minutes every night, right before I went to bed. That way I'm not changing my schedule in any way. I don't have to stop my schedule in the middle of the day to start swiping. And then I could just swipe for a little bit then just go to bed. And also I'm not worried about the responses. That's what I used to do. And I would do that almost every night. And like, again, I wouldn't put in like an hour or something okay. crazy like that. Cause that, that, then that gets crazy. So I would put in maybe 15, 20 minutes every night. And once I started doing that, you have to go in knowing that a lot of these interactions you're going to have just on the dating apps are probably going to be dead ends. That's just the way it is. But for all those dead ends, you also get some people that, you know, actually you will connect with. So if you have that mindset that helps a little bit, you're not going to win on every single swipe or every single communication. And there's sometimes right. where you can be chatting back and forth with the person you really like and you think things are going really well and then they, they'll ghost you. That's like a new word a lot of people are using in our generation. That happens a lot too, where you might be in a good connection and you might be going back and forth and then they'll simply just stop talking and poof, to you. They're gone. You're, you know what, Kurt? You're on Marnie's level of currentness because you said ghosted is a word people are using that's new. To Marnie, it's new. That's like five years old now. I heard it last week. What are you talking about? I know this word. Okay, actually, I have have a few questions on that. Okay, so you had said that there's some people that just lead to a dead end. And I wanted to know what that looked like. But then I also wanted to know... Mostly to a dead end. So dead ends look like you write to them, they don't write you back. Or you write to them a little bit, they write to you a little bit, they don't... They stop. Yeah, I mean, what all those you just said, a lot will just won't respond. And then also, I put thought into what I'm actually saying. Like, I won't say, "Okay, baby, what's up?" or like, "How you doing?" Like, nobody. So nobody's going to respond to that. So what's nice about Hinge is you can actually look at their photos and look at like little blurbs they have. And like, let's say there's a photo of the girl like in Dublin, Ireland, or in Italy. Well, I've been to those places. So I can say, oh, hey, I've been to Italy. You know, what's your favorite city in Italy or where did you go? So it's a little bit more engaging. And that's what I would tend to do. If you put a little thought into those messages you're sending, that helps a lot. Instead of just saying like, what's up or how's your day going or something lame like that. Okay. I need to jump in because this is basically what I'm doing all day, every day is talking (laughs) about openers to women. And so Kurt's obviously very, very, very correct on that point. 
and I won't really get into that, but what I want to get into is you saying they're mostly dead ends. That is so important to point out because so many guys are excited to just get a match in general and then they're even more excited to have a chat. So then what they do is they put all their eggs in that basket and they think it's the end-all be-all. And it's only just because they've finally actually started talking. And I get why guys would get really focused on it, but it's super important to remember that it's one of a billion. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Don't put a lot into it and don't let it hurt your ego if it is a dead end. It's literally like trying on for women. It's like trying on jeans. I will take 30 pairs of jeans into a fitting room and maybe two work and then one I might purchase. And so it's like the same equivalent. You're going to take 30 chats to maybe get one that's somewhat sticking and that's normal and that's for everyone. So don't be discouraged if it's you know, that much of a number to finally get one. I completely agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's go to the next question that I had, which was some you connect with. So what does it look like when you connect with women? So that's another level. Yeah. So then if I do connect with a a girl, then we'll obviously start a conversation over uh, the messaging app. And again, we could have a good conversation and we could be going back and forth, but I'll admit there's been some times where she'll say something that just doesn't vibe with me and I'll simply just stop talking to her. But at the mm-hmm. same time, girls do the same thing where I've had well, they're girls... doing it for the same reason. Right. And again, you can't take that personally. And it's just like, that's again, that's part of the numbers game. Yeah, uh, social, social etiquette doesn't really come into play so much at these beginning stages of messaging. Exactly. Like in real, um, real life, you wouldn't literally just walk away at someone's sentence or mid sentence, but online. Can you, you imagine can do if that. that happened in real life where people were like, somebody says some weird comment and you're just like, okay, bye. You're just like, great. Turn around. Be amazing. I know. I know. Okay. So tell me what you do in those situations where a woman stops writing to you. Have you ever been able to reignite it or do you just typically just say, oh, no, it's done? So what I tell myself is if she just stops talking to me, like I'm not going to chase after and I'm not going to try to reignite the conversation. If she was interested in me, she would obviously keep texting me. And that's okay. If she stops texting me for whatever reason, I'm not going to get caught up in that. I just move. That's the another thing. You just got to keep moving forward. So yeah, if that happens, I, I wouldn't get too caught up on that. I would just keep moving forward with the other conversations I was having. Right. Well, the thing is, you're, you're, you're pretty cute. So oh, I'm guessing <laughs> that... Your profile looks pretty good as well. So what if you weren't so cute and you weren't getting a million matches? Do you think that you would date the same way or use it? This is like a leading question, but I'm trying to help people who maybe are not getting as many matches. Like for you, it might be easier because you're like, oh, I brought like 12 other matches that I can start talking to. Do you ever have time periods where you're not getting matches and you're not talking to anybody? Oh, I mean, I've had everything from where I had one where I was talking to a girl. I actually did a great, I did a really fun trip up to Portland to visit my friends. And I was texting this girl back and forth the entire weekend when I was in Portland. And I got really cocky and I kept thinking, I'm going to land this. Like, my goal is always to get to the date. At that time, I thought it was about getting to the date. But I learned as I kept doing this, I learned there's something else you do before the date. So my point is, I was texting this girl back and forth all weekend long. I landed at Burbank Airport in Cal- here in California. And I thought, okay, like I'm going to ask her on a date. I got in the bag and I literally texted her like, hey, like it'd be great to go on a date with you. Do you want to meet up? Right when I texted her that she ghosted me. 
So my point is you can go that entire time back and forth and everything looks great. And then for whatever reason, she might just ghost you instantly after yeah. working so hard, you know, putting all this effort and all this time in. So that happened to me. And that, again, like that's just something you learn. Like you can go that entire distance at the very end, right? When you're about forget a relationship, forget about actually meeting, but just to plan a date, they'll ghost mm-hmm. you. And again, that that's part of the, that's part of doing this. So you got to know that in the back of your head. Yeah. I love that you keep reiterating that it's part of it. It sucks that it's part of it, but it is like that is part of it. And until you drill that into your head, you should not be online dating. Yeah. So I learned a really valuable lesson. I actually took a girl on a date just to get a beer at the Red Lion, which is a great date spot. If you, if any listeners live in Los Angeles, it's in Silver Lake. It's an old German bar. I've been and, there. Uh, it's a re- yeah, it's a really fun place if you just want to get a drink. And this is a really funny story. I actually was waiting for the girl outside of the bar. And this girl got out of an Uber. And I approached her. And I said, oh, hey, are you... Uh, we'll call her Sarah. I'm like, are, are you Sarah? And she looks at me and she's like, I'm not Sarah, but I'm here looking for my date. So I literally bumped into another girl that was on a blind date. So... I, I thought that was hilarious. Like yeah. there's, it just so happened this girl was on a blind date too. And I thought she was my date, but later on my date showed up and we got a beer and she, I don't know if she was, she was acting really strange. I don't know if she was like on drugs or if she was crazy, but she was making me feel really uncomfortable. And I remember telling myself like, you're not always going to win at these dates. And so what I told myself was even if it's not, what you think it's going to be, or if it's not completely successful, that's part of the dating. Like you're not going to win every time. So if you're ever in a really uncomfortable situation, obviously you can leave. It wasn't that bad. I just finished my drink and we ended the date. But that was a really valuable thing I learned was part of this dating thing is there's going to be ups and downs. So even if there's a down, that's part of it. You're not going to hit the ball every time. And I had many good dates too, but I learned that early on is that even if you're not necessarily having a good date, that's not the end of the world. You know, you, you can just keep moving forward. And obviously I didn't go on our date with her, but I learned that lesson. So Yeah. These are all great lessons to have for people who are listening, just to remember that it doesn't always work out. What is the one thing that you did realize that you weren't doing? Yeah. So this is a really, really piece of practical advice uh, for anybody that's dating. And again, uh, mind you, I did not learn this until I was like maybe 10 or you know, probably like 10 or 12 or 13 dates into of all these, all the dating I was doing in that year. I actually went on a date with a girl who I'd met on one of the dating apps and we met up for ice cream and I had to drive all the way to Studio City from where I lived. And from all you non-LA listeners, that's a really long drive. And I ended up getting ice cream with her. And about five minutes into the date of me being with her, it wasn't that she was a bad person or anything like that or nothing bad was happening, but I could just tell she wasn't my type. And that was like within the first five minutes of the date. And I kind of told myself, like, why did I do all this for the fact that like, I really, she just, I wasn't really connecting with her. Because ice cream's delicious. Well, I went to salt and straw, which if you're in the LA area, that's delicious ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this girl was great. Just wasn't my type. No big deal. And what I learned was I was texting these girls on the dating apps and I was jumping straight to a date. But what I learned to do was before starting or uh, before asking the girl on a date, just ask if they want to talk over the phone. And that helped me a lot. So before I would go on a date with them, I would just say, Hey, do you want to chat over the phone? And every single girl I did that with said yes, or they might have like given me a little pushback or like laughed at me, but then they would always end up wanting to call on the phone. 
And there were certain girls that I just spoke to on the phone. And just by speaking them over the phone, I realized, you know, it's a cool girl, but just not my type. And then there were some girls that I spoke to over the phone. I thought, man, this girl's really cool. We're definitely vibing. I definitely want to ask her on a date. My point is, the more you do this dating stuff, the more you realize how much time it takes, how much energy it takes. And I learned that when I went to go to that see that girl with the ice cream. It's like, I'm putting so much time and effort into this. I could have just called this girl in my apartment and I would have saved all this time. So once I learned that, I would start doing that. And then also too, it works both ways for the girl too, because she can speak to me and see if I'm her type or if she feels safe around me. Because a lot of girls, a lot of girls are like, is this like, I just met this guy online. Am I going to go meet this guy in person? So I learned that too. That's a really practical lesson that people can do. It's just simply give the person a phone call and you can learn a lot just by talking them over the For phone. Sure. Well, I see so many guys jump wanting to jump immediately after three or four lines on a dating app to ask for coffee or dinner. And they don't realize what you said, which is it takes so much time. So make sure that this is someone that you want to go out with. And so you don't ask her because one, it's a waste for you, but also because you may or you may not connect, but also she's most likely going to reject you if you ask for a date right off the bat because she doesn't know you yet and she doesn't have anything connecting you and her together yet. So you want to build a connection first before all of a sudden you're asking for coffee. It's like the people who ask for a date within the first few lines of matching are people that just started using these apps. They look inexperienced and they look overzealous and overexcited. And I made that mistake too when I first started doing this. I'm sure. Well, when we come back, I want to talk about this because I want to talk about like the protocol. Like what, what do you need to know before you ask for the date? Like what needs to happen in order to get to that next level? So we'll be back in a minute. Now more than ever, we should be using air purifiers and Molecule is the best one out there because it kills everything from bacteria to mold to viruses. And if a virus isn't really what you're worried about, which I wouldn't know why, it's also great for killing pollen and all those things that give you allergies. Since this brand launched, they've heard hundreds of stories from parents, pet lovers, severe allergy and asthma sufferers about how Molecule technology has transformed their lives. One customer even said she was able to breathe through her nose for the first time in 15 years. Imagine that, not being able to breathe through your nose for 15 years. I can't even stand it for 20 minutes. How does this molecule work? Well, it's science, so it's something that I don't understand, but it's developed over 20 years ago and has really fancy words attached to it. But basically, essentially, it breaks down all those germs and yucky things in the air to their most harmless components. So for 10% off your first air purifier order, visit M-O-L-E-Q-U-L-E dot com and at checkout, enter Ask Women. As I told you on Twitter, I'm finally doing something about my weight and my health. I found a solution for weight loss and it's Awaken 180. My friends in the media told me about Awaken 180. It's their go-to program to lose weight without killing yourself in the gym or taking any kind of medication. Just listen to the success stories. My boy, Kyle Draper, he dropped 30 pounds. Andy Grish dropped 105. And that's not it. Scott Zolak, Steve Logan, Dan Reeves, Dr. Laura R. Carmen, and add Cedric Maxwell to the list. It's only been about three weeks 
and I've already dropped about 15 pounds. Turn these trying times into a reason to get healthy like me. Call Awaken. Receive the same one-on-one coaching I'm getting at home or on Skype. Also access 1,000 recipes and tools you need to weight loss from the company who has revolutionized the weight loss industry. Set up your first consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. All right, we're back with Kurt, the stud, who has tons of experience, stud the stud muffin, who has had tons of experience with dating and he's sharing all of his goodies with us. So we are now going to talk about and dissect to death and overanalyze, which we don't do anymore. We used to have this section called overanalyze this. We had segments. It was all very well produced, this show, until we started recording it in a closet. But we're going to do it right now. We're going to dissect and overanalyze. Like, when do you know that you're connecting? When does she have, I call them latching on points. Like when is she latched on to you? When is she ready? Like, how do you feel that? And I know that you can just say, oh, you just feel it when it's happening. But for some guys are like, I don't know if this is happening. So how do you know? So I usually would get frustrated with this answer. But then once I started doing this, I realized how much this makes sense. But the more you do it and the more uh, you practice, the more you develop you could say sixth sense or you could say like kind muscle memory. But when I would text these girls back and forth, I knew when our connection was very high. So when the connection was high, that's when I would ask them either at this point, I would ask them on a date or as I started doing it more, I would just ask them to talk to them over the phone. So again, you have to just start doing this. If if you're not doing this, you're not going to get practice. And then quick, quick question. So before you're asking to talk on the phone, are you still on the app and you haven't gotten her phone number yet? Or do you get her phone number first? And then after a little while, ask for a call and then a date. Are you jumping over the phone number step? Oh, no, no, no. That, that, see, I, I, so what I did, I, you can break it all down. So what I would do is I would talk to him over the dating app. And then once there was a connection between us on the dating app, and I knew I wanted to move forward with this girl, I would say, hey, let's exchange numbers. Now, that's a whole other thing because now we're getting personal in a way. Now I have her number and she has my number. So we're, we're moving from just being this, these two people talking on a dating app to now I have my number in her phone and she has her number in my phone. So you're right. I would ask them for their number and then that way we'd start texting. Now here's a very interesting thing. I started learning that there were girls that they would want the entire relationship over texting which is very interesting. And I meet other girls where they didn't want to text at all. They would only want to be in person or they'd only want to speak over the phone, which is very interesting. So I learned that too. Did you see an age difference with these girls? Did it seem like maybe ones who were older wanted to be more verbal and in person? I didn't aim to do this, but most of the girls, I, I was 28, 29 when I was dating all these, when I was dating or I started dating. And most of the girls were in my age range. So late twenties, I might have went on a date with one or two girls that were maybe below 25, but the majority of the girls I dated were between 20, I'd say 27 to 30. So that was my age range. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that mo- like some of these girls just wanted to stay on text like forever and never actually wanted to meet you? Or are you saying they never wanted to get on the phone before going on a date? So one girl that I actually really liked, and we actually went on a few dates, she was very text-heavy. So our relationship would be almost only over text. We, I don't think we ever spoke actually over the phone. We would either... Oh, you'd see each other person. in person. Right, right, right. 
Right. We'd either meet each other in person or we'd be texting. And it's very interesting because it was, I don't, I could go either way. I can talk over the phone. I can text, I can meet in person, but I could tell that she always wanted to text. And here's another problem. When we would be in person on a really nice date, like I took her downtown to um, Faith and Flower, which is a really nice restaurant. And by the way, it's funny how you think you're the only person that's going to take a girl on a date to these restaurants. And then you go to these restaurants and it's filled with a bunch of people on dates, which is kind of funny. Yeah. This looks like a Tinder show or like a Bumble show. Like literally we were sitting at our booth and there was a couple next to us on a blind date and the other couple on the other side were on a blind date, which I thought was hilarious. I love how you're calling them blind dates. (laughs) Well, you could just tell by looking like you could just tell by looking at the couple that it was a blind date. So do you mean like first date? Blind date means they've never seen each other. Like they don't didn't know what they looked like going oh, into I this. Say, um, first, on their in first person. date. Okay. Yeah, first I feel day. like blind date's like an old school phrase. Now yeah, that doesn't yeah, I should really say like... you could tell it was it, they were on one of the early. Like, one of the they're early visually dates. impaired dates. That's what that's what they Thank are. Thank God now. we don't live in the era when you had to go on blind dates. Like you had never seen the person in your life, and someone was like, "You have to go out this person." But I don't. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. You I just mean, had to take their that's word. Better because you all you sort of like create these versions of these people that maybe they can't match up to. So it might be a little bit better to have a blind yeah, keep date. Your expectations low. Yeah, exactly. Those, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because you're expecting some big like crazy person to be walking in the door and then if it's somebody that you're kind of attracted to you're like oh but what if they look really good in their pictures online and then they don't look as good in person you're like oh they kind of suck so it is helping out with your expectations for sure to have blind dates let's go back to it well you know here's another thing too while doing those phone calls a lot of girls don't believe you're actually real i ran into that Mm -hmm. a lot too like where i would talk to a girl and then on the phone she would go Oh, I'm so glad you're real. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never worry about that. But a lot of these girls would say, like, again, that's why that phone call works so well is because it reassures these girls, like, oh, this is a real person. This is not just some catfish. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't even think of. But a lot of these girls would be relieved that I was actually a real person on the other line. So. Wow. That's interesting. As someone who has been on these dating apps, I've never thought a guy wasn't real. The only guy I thought wasn't real, he was like a Fifty Shades of Gray guy. Oh yeah, I remember you, know, like, you talked about that guy. Yeah, no, but I, yeah. my own girlfriends talk about this before, where they're talking to somebody and they seem like a little too perfect, and they and then they get on the phone with them. They're like, "Okay, oh, you're real. You're a real person. It may not be like you're catfishing me, but maybe you sound too good to be true." And right, and then yeah, it's right. like, "Okay, now I'm hearing you. You're a real person." Because I think, like my friend Rena, when she was dating online, she'd get really excited about people. She would have this great connection with them over texting or messaging or whatever it was. And she would just, every time she would call me and be like, I found him. Like, like I yeah, found this yeah. guy and be so excited about him. And I'd say, oh yeah, have you talked to him? Have you gone out with him? She's like, no, but we've <laughs> been messaging yeah. every single night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she would get on the phone with a lot of these people and be like, oh, okay. It's not really what it was built up to be. Or I didn't really vibe with this person as well. So yeah, that happens a lot where she was just so excited to be talking to somebody, I think that there was this overwhelming feeling that elevated that person to that next level that sometimes... Yeah, I think think once you do it enough and you get cynical enough, you stop having that huge excitement over people. And that's when you find somebody, to be honest. That is when she found somebody and she stopped having these dreamy eyes. You know, she was fresh off of a divorce too and she was unhappy for 14 years. So I think she just liked getting attention in the very beginning. And then she did exactly what Kurt's done. She was researching. She figured out what she liked, what she didn't like, the course of action she wanted to take, what helped her make better choices. And that's the thing that I think so many guys forget is that online dating is also for you. You're not there to tap dance for girls. 
and put on a show for them. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And during this journey, one thing that was kind of interesting was there'd be a girl I would go on a date with. And for whatever reason, she just wasn't my type. And I would say that to my friends. They would say, hey, how'd your date with so-and-so go? I go, oh, real nice girl, but um, you just just wasn't my type. I don't think I'm going to go on our date with her. And they would always say, well, what's your type? Or they would say, well, what didn't you like about her? And it's it's like, you get to have your type and you get to like what you like. And you don't have to explain it to anybody. I can't explain why I didn't like that person. It's like they did something rude or they did something that turned me off. It's just like, oh, like this is a perfectly nice person, just not my type. And you get to have your own type. So I've always, I always say that too. Yeah. And it, it is true. You can't always describe it. And it's not like a physical type. For some people it is for sure, but it's, it's a way that you feel around that person. Cause I would say physically, my husband is not and was not my type. Maybe he is my type now, but like, <laughs> but he was not my type. I did not look for people like him. He like wasn't in my world to even pay attention to. But yeah, I, I just knew that I liked how I felt with him. And that was all that it was. It was the sarcasm. It was the kind heart. It was the way that he joked about things, the way that he talked about his family. It was just a full package of, and, and me liking how I felt around him. So I, I like that you said that Anyway, we have to wrap up this show right now because it's uh, the end of my shift and I have to watch my children now because my husband and I do shifts now during the day because we are homeschooling, nannying, and working for ourselves. But Kurt, thank you so much for sharing everything with us and also dealing with us rescheduling and not being able to get on to Squadcast to record this episode. So thank you for being patient. You were wonderful. Can I leave the listeners with one piece of advice? Yes, please, please, please. Yeah. So anybody that's out there, it doesn't matter where you are and you just want to start dating, uh, you can either be, um, you know, obviously a boy or a girl. First off, you have to put in the effort. If you don't put in the effort, nothing's going to happen. I was there for a long time sitting on my couch thinking that girls were just going to manifest at my doorstep. And it doesn't work that way. And after a long time of no girls showing up at my doorstep, I realized you were actually got to put in effort. And also too, while I was doing all this dating and this journey I've been on, a lot of people will tell you the way you should do something. And obviously, I'm hopefully here, I'm giving some good guidelines. I don't want to tell anybody what to do. But what I learned is do whatever works for you, especially when it comes to dating. There might be some people out there that are not comfortable with online dating. That's absolutely fine. Some people might uh, like meeting people through organization or through church or through anything, a group of friends. But then there might be some people that really like meeting people online. So my point is, do whatever works for you. And as long as you're getting the results you want, just stick to it. Yeah, I I just wish somebody would have told me that when I started. Just stick to your guns. And uh, people always want to give you their two cents, which is fine. But just stick to what you're doing. and, And if you're getting the results you want, just stick to it. But if you're not getting the results you want, you do have to adjust and make changes. I actually just yeah. talked to a guy. I'm just saying, here's said, two cents about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, sure, yeah. Well, sure. here's here's my 25 cents. But this guy, I'll say it really quickly. He said he's an in-person guy. He doesn't like the internet, but he's been having a really hard time meeting people in person. And that's because the culture we're living in is primarily online dating. Yep. And so he doesn't have to love online dating. He just has to adjust if he wants a pool a larger size than just the few people who are willing to meet in person. He's got to open up a little bit and then bring the skills of the in-person meeting that he thinks he's so great at to the internet and just adjust it, make adjustments because you can't be super stubborn if it's not working. Right, right. I agree. That was excellent information. I was going to redo this one funny text exchange, but maybe we'll do it for the next episode because I had this random girl text me thinking 
I was a guy that she had been texting before and she was telling me that she misses my big, <laughs> my big cock. <laughs> and that I was thought it for was, you. I, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I've been missing yours as well. Big. But it was really funny. Anyway, thank you so much for being on the show. You were awesome, Kurt. I love everything that you said on the show. So new episodes of the Ask Woman podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. But I really release them so much earlier than that. But like that is my deadline for the shows. You guys are awesome. I'll see you next week.